This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is number. This is episode number 163. I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis, who has nothing better to do today. <laughs> Hi, Adam. <laughs> Wait, it's are you sure you're not Adam Beal? Beal? <laughs> With an E at the end, Beal? Adam, well, that would be Adam Belly. Belly. <laughs> Depending on what part of the world you're from, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? Oh, yeah, I am doing well. It's cold here. It's <laughs> Oh, we're going to play that game, are we? Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay Adam, how cold? I'll, I'll fight. How cold Just is it? How cold is it? Well, let me get an official, you know. Oh, it is 28. Holy cow, that is cold. <laughs> For us, it I, is. Yeah, I mean, because it's 20 here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what does it feel like there? Ooh, it doesn't tell me what it feels like, but I would say it feels like uh, 28 because it's kind of, it may feel warmer because the sun's out right now. Okay. Let me see. Dark Sky. Dark Sky says that it in Nashville feels like it's 22, even though it's 30. Oh, well. Now, for comparison here in lovely Boston area, it's 18, but it feels like nine. Yikes. That's cold. And I'm going for a run after this because it will hit an all-time high of 19 degrees today, but it will feel like 10. <laughs> so for the first time in about an hour, it will feel like it's in the double digits today. Yeah. Well, you want to know something interesting? I do. I was, I was in South Carolina earlier this week mm -hmm. and they measure their temperature in Celsius. And I have no idea why They're, the rental car that we got in was measured in Celsius. Kind of thought it was a fluke. Got into the hotel, the hotel rooms, the thermostats were in Celsius. <laughs> Is this some kind of metric system conspiracy or something? Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> South Carolina trying to secede from the union? Again? Yeah. It feels <laughs> like... <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. Okay, I was not familiar with that. No, I didn't. I mean, know I'm that. familiar with Celsius. I wasn't familiar with the fact that South Carolina, apparently, based on this highly Technical. targeted scientific <laughs> analysis that you performed, has standardized on yeah. the Celsius uh, uh, centigrade. So, wow. So the and we got a rental car that that really smelled like skunkweed. Huh. Like it was awful. See, we, now, if you had been here in the Boston area, it would have smelled like marijuana. Because <laughs> yeah. when I we opened the trunk and to put our stuff in the back, and it smelled, it really did smell like a skunk. It, I was like, "There's there's a skunk in the trunk," and uh, no, we got inside the car and it was like, "Oh, somebody smoked pot in this car," and a oh. lot of it. Well, there you go. <laughs> there was vomit in the in the trunk <laughs> we've got a 64 point checklist which we ignore every time we send out a car to our new rent, uh, rental customers yeah so you had to uh, have a rental car uh that's kind of funny because i'm on the verge of needing a rental car mm -hmm. it's been three and a half weeks since i have had my car because it's been in the tesla shop with an eta uh, the last ETI checks, uh, ETA I saw was for a week ago. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, so I have been just messaging them every week or so saying, hey, those Uber credits that you've sending, been sending me are expiring again. Hey, those Uber credits you're sending me are expiring again. And uh, they keep on piling them on. So <laughs> I realized, you know what? I'm just going to take Uber black SUVs everywhere. There you go. Yeah. So I had a lunch, uh, lunch meeting with a friend of mine today. I took an Escalade over there. It's like <laughs> blocks down the mile. street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
yeah, half a mile. And then I had a one o'clock phone call. So I left at like 10 minutes to one, called another Uber. This one was a regular Uber, not a black, because they take a little longer because there aren't as many of them. Right. But had another Uber take me about, uh, I don't know, a quarter mile or so just to get me over there. So, and now, you know, admittedly, I am tipping these drivers, you know, mm-hmm. usually throwing a, a couple bucks. It depends on the drive. Um, so it's not completely free, but I'm... I'm taking my money back from Elon. <laughs> I am being very spiteful of it. Um, I recognize that $2 to me is a lot more impactful than say a $50 Uber black ride is to him. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. <laughs> so after this tonight, I may make a trip to a grocery store in a Yukon. <laughs> yeah. and come back home from the donut shop in a tahoe i don't know <laughs> i thought you said a taco at first <laughs> well i may go get tacos in a tahoe <laughs> yeah tacos in your tahoe tacos in taco. yes sir so, so are you going to get a rental car a friend of mine has told me that i should um if i really really wanted to go visit my folks up in vermont this weekend i would mm-hmm but it's really cold up there. It just barely got above zero. So I think I'll stay here. If anything, I'll go south <laughs> this weekend, mm-hmm. not north. Um, so uh, I'm probably not going to get around the car. Once again, this time they've told me uh, there's no official ETA, but they said next week. Well, actually, they didn't say next week. I asked them, I said, hey, can I get a rental or my Uber credits extended? Because the ones that you gave me expire on midnight Sunday morning, <laughs> which is great because, you know, like I have a small bubble of friends, but every now and then, you know, we'll get together and like, hey, you want to crash on the couch tonight? Sure. You want to sleep in the guest room? Yes. I love waking up Sunday morning and so like, okay, after we have a coffee, time to head home, call up the Uber and... I have to pay yeah. for this now. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have to pay for it if it was my car. I've already paid for the car, which I don't have. <laughs> uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. but anyway, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll probably not be going very far. Uh, but I am running. I am planning on running today. My lower back and hip is a little tight right now mm-hmm. um, because I am back on a training plan. Okay because I am going to be running the Hampton half marathon in uh, about six weeks, five, five, six weeks, first weekend of March. All right. So that's my first. Yeah. So this will be my second race, the first one of the year. And uh, it's uh, today after this call, I have my first coaching session with my ultra marathon running coach. Is he an ultra marathoner or are you going to train for ultra marathoning? Yes. And yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. So this, this guy is, um, he's sort of like me right now where he's only taking on specific clientele and stuff. It's mm-hmm. not his main thing. Um, but, uh, I know for a fact he ran a 50 miler, uh, back in 2019 in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Blue Ridge, something, something. Okay. Uh, I think he managed a 10, 10 mile per hour, 10 mile per hour pace. I want to say 10 minutes, 10 hours, 10 hours, five miles per hour. I don't, I don't, he ran for a long time, like yeah, 10 really hours. long time. <laughs> yeah. 50 miles in Pennsylvania. And, uh, so and if like he ran got home 10 hours, that'd be a five mile per hour. Five miles per hour, 10 hours. That sounds more realistic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but anyway, he, he, whatever it was, he did it. I think it was 10 hours. Um, and then, like, I think it was like the next morning, he was on a plane to Europe for a conference yeah. or something. I was just like, dude, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> so, <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, it worked out. So in, in the whole, in the spirit of, uh, of cool, coolness too, uh, we're bartering. So I'm going to be his private yoga coach slash instructor, and he's going to be my running coach. So, All right. Make so sure you declare a, that on your taxes. Absolutely. And I'm sure he will too. <laughs> Drink. Drink. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, I see you have your hydrate spark or hydrate something, something. Yep. Spark. Same, same color, except you, you have the siphon straw. I, the, I do not. I have the sippy cup edition. Yeah. I got my daughter, the sippy cup edition. Okay. 
Good. Excellent. <laughs> is she on there too? Or are you, are you challenging? Are you tracking? Oh her? yeah. Yeah. She's on there too. Okay. Out of the, there's three people, myself included on my tracking and I am in, I'm trailing way behind. You've already done all of yours. You've met your quota for the day. I have. Um, oh, I have. um according to me i am i should be halfway through um my 82 ounces of the day and i'm not even there yet so yeah i'm at 115 i'll i'll surpass it the uh the thing is i start off my day at four yeah and and i drink a liter of water before i go to the gym right and then i drink a liter of water before i leave the gym yep i'm nice and hydrated by the end of the morning that helps. <laughs> yeah there are some days i wake up and immediately out of bed i just pound a liter of water mm-hmm. um, those days actually are not so much because this is not a full liter bottle anymore mm-hmm. so even if i pound this i don't pound a full liter um but i i will often start the day just by pounding half a liter and um then you know it, it feels good it's like if you get up early and you go to the gym first thing, like you do often, it does set you up for success, you know, come from, Mm -hmm. from throughout the rest of the day. So it's one of those little things, you know, a tiny habit that can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's funny. So the, the first, I, I think I mentioned this or maybe I didn't, I don't know when I first started doing the, um, hydrate spark or count calculating it the very first day, I didn't feel all that right with the water. Like <laughs> I, I kind of felt a little lightheaded, which, uh-huh. I, but then the second day, everything was normalized at that point. And then I, if I wake up in the morning, I can tell that I need water and I feel better after I drink. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you get in tune to these things, right? You can start feeling that like, um, for me, what happens like, and this has not happened, thankfully in a long time, if I don't drink enough, I'll start to get a headache mm-hmm. or I can feel my body temperature start to rise. Like I'll feel warm. Mm-hmm. And so if that doesn't happen, um, you know, generally it means I'm drinking enough. And if it does, it generally means I'm not. So, um, this is something like when I diet, like, especially when I do like the slow carb diet or something more strict than that. Uh, I become way more sensitive to like, you know, what I'm eating. And um, so like uh, sugar, for instance, you know, if I eat dessert, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm slow carbing it, you know, when Saturday comes around and I eat dessert or I eat French fries or something, mm-hmm. it feels like I get punched, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, and it's interesting because with, with running, I don't have to be quite so far anyway with the running that I've done. I have not had to be quite as dialed in to what I'm eating, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's sort of like a self-regulation thing. It just takes care of itself because I'm mm-hmm. just burning out whatever I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. Um, but on those days when I would be like, you know, focusing mostly on martial arts and yoga um, and dieting, I find that like, you know, going off the rails can really have more of a profound impact. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I I recommend that everybody, you know, experiment with a diet at some point, you know, but not Mm -hmm. just, not just counting calories, but also like track and see how your, how your performance feels. Yeah. And it's something that if you don't think about it a lot, you probably don't have a lot of awareness as to what it's really, you know, what the effects really are like on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What else? What else going on? So you, you, you asked if I had to buy anything lately. Hmm. Matter of fact, I have <laughs> really, what, what, what have you bought? Well, aside from just uh, staples and things, you know, computers for the, for work, computers and network equipment i've got lots of back-ordered gear really mm-hmm. back-ordered gear like computer stuff yeah computer stuff huh that's so <laughs> funny because 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 i just just today in fact 
I uh, had a client email me and say that they were interested in a quote on a uh, desktop replacement, 17 inch CAD laptop. Yes. And uh, I've been carrying Lenovo's most recently for the last few years, ThinkPads. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I emailed two of my distributors and I said, do you have stock on this or comparable? And they came back and they said, the closest we have is this. And mm-hmm. I admit it was very comparable. ETA, 120 days. One to two days, you said? 120 <laughs> days. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but when I ask if you have stock on something, when I say those words, that means do you physically have the item in stock? <laughs> Wait for it. Now. Now, today, like right now? Today. Well, I mean, what is today? <laughs> I just, they're giving me what the stock for next quarter. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's not what I'm asking. <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, I did find one of my suppliers has it um at uh 10% over MSRP. Ah, nice. Yeah. This is a $4,000 laptop and I can get it for 4300 bucks. <laughs> Supply so I guess that makes it a, I guess that makes it a $4300 laptop. I, I guess it does. Okay. Yeah, that's almost a server. So, a little pro tip for our listeners. Yes. So, I've been uh I mean, if I want to buy a laptop exactly the way that I want it from Dell today. Um, it better be exactly how they want it. (laughs) 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 Because they are, uh, I mean, the supply chain was really awful last year and it is, it is awful for getting a custom system. But if you're willing to go and see what they have in stock that says, will ship tomorrow, then choose that, choose that even if, well, and you know, of course, depending on the laptop, if you're looking at an XPS, you better be careful buying an XPS because the memory, if you need more memory in that computer, it may be soldered to the motherboard. The 15 inches are typically, you can add more RAM, but the 13s, they're, they're hard in, you can't, can't mm-hmm. replace those, but yep. I've had, I've had really good luck with getting things the next day on things that I order from Dell that they say is available right now. And, and they do have it listed, whether you're looking for the home or the business, if you go to their website, choose the, the laptop, it says we'll ship, you know, today's the 20th, we'll ship the 21st. I mean, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Well, then that's the difference between in stock <laughs> yeah. and wait for it not in stock <laughs> not in stock because i've had the same problems that you described with my um uh, my wholesalers my tech data ingram micro yeah. i mean so yeah. they say that it's in stock they say they have 300 of them in yeah. stock great and i order them i'm like i need five. Oh, yeah we'll have those for you in february you, you said you had 300 of them. Well, our, our sources had 300 of them. Like you are my source. (laughs) Doesn't count. Yeah. It does not count. Does not count. (laughs) (sighs) So what else we got? All right. So in stock, not in stock. Um, man, I, I know that we've talked about it before and don't like to do too much griping, but the service industry has not gotten better. You know, like you said, go for the bronze. I mean, they're not even trying to do well. The, uh, so I, I'm replacing an IT company. I mean, for one of my new clients and they, they didn't do anything good for these people. And just phoning it in, not even trying. Yeah. Just phoning it in, not even trying. Uh, they actually did really good setup service. Like they put in quality gear. They did quality work. They built a quality network. I don't agree with some of the things they did, like 
making a 192.168.0 network for the headquarters. I, I mean, know. it works, right? <laughs> Everybody knows it. It's you're familiar with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there's never a VPN conflict with that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, uh, other than other than silly things like that, they did a good setup. But then they phoned it in for the support. I mean, they had a proper setup. They just didn't bother to give any good support whatsoever. And, and, and people are telling us how great we are. I'm like, and I honestly feel like we could do a better job. I mean, there's mm-hmm. time I'm like, I think that we can do a better job as a company that, that we, than we do and always seek to improve it. And people was like, all you have to do is just try a little bit and you're, you're in the gold running. <laughs> I, I remember I was talking with a friend of mine in my um, weekly Dungeons and Dragons game last year. And he was, you know, we were all complaining about contractors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said, really, you know, this guy did a terrible job, but well, he at least, at least he showed up. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, wow. And I was talking to another friend who had like a significant uh, home remodel project, mm-hmm. like a significant bathroom overhaul bedroom redesign kind of thing talking she shelled out a large quantities to do this and these people were just doing inferior work like they put in high quality materials but they didn't do a good job doing it you know so you think think just like super fancy granite and marble showers and things but then you just show up and just like play-doh it up to the wall and then walk (laughs) away you know i was like ah it would be like you know someone hiring us to like put in a new system and like we buy the top of the line hp servers or lenovo ThinkPads and stuff like that and just walk in and drop a box of them and walk away (laughs) yeah good luck have fun with that Call me when you get these up. You know, when you get them on the network, let me know and I'll add antivirus and stuff. <laughs> well, yep. right now, you may not see them up there because well, HCA is across the globe, but HCA has a commercial. We show up. That's, that's their commercial <laughs> of how good their customer service is. We show up. Like yeah. our bar is so low. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> from hca i'm like we this, show up we show up and this is your marketing department too that's what they thought was going to be good <laughs> <laughs> i mean that reminds me of like well you know like uh what uh avis we try harder yeah um compuserve back in the 90s you know like compuserve it's getting better uh i remember i hired a guy i it was my first acquisition in 2005 i bought another um you know consultant slash msp whatever you want to call him he was consultant at the time Mm -hmm. and um i remember talking to another business owner like how is it going with him and i'm like well he shows up for work (laughs) and i caught myself as soon as i said that and he was thinking my friend was thinking on the same side i was like that kind of sad that that's the bar yeah you know that's the bar you show up he keeps wow. coming, collects a paycheck from me. Yeah, he comes and he takes my money. So that's good, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, so. Uh. so anyway, enough on that. Uh, so have you ever used Synology NAS? I have not. I've used other NASs. Mm-hmm. I have not used Synology. I've heard good things about Synology, but I have not used Synology. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got, I've, I unboxed one today, set it up and I've got 60 terabytes of storage running off of it. Nice. Um, it's, uh, it's got a lot of stuff built into it. I didn't use any of the stuff built into it, but it's got okay. a lot of stuff built into it. Some of it is the cloud connect stuff is pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do um, backups to it from your, your PCs and devices like that. And you can connect to it with your phone. You can connect to it from the web portal. It was really easy to set up the cloud connect. Um, 
I don't really need to get into it from remote for what I'm using it. I'm using it to store backup images of our servers. What I was having problems with was I had a high point RAID controller. Have you ever used those? I have used those. You know, it's been a while. Usually I was using more like the Adaptech and, uh, you know, Dell you know, OEM stuff. Yeah. So they're not, they're not cheap, but mm -hmm. they're not, it's, it's not a, um, a Dell perk or right. whatever the HPA or H, HP's um, controller is where it's got cached memory, onboard battery. Right. What, what, what things I experience is if, if my uh, server goes offline, even if it cleanly shuts down, if there's reading and writing of data in that card and it's in process or open, I, I corrupt data. Mm -hmm. And if I don't corrupt data, sometimes I lose the raid and the raid's got to rebuild. And more often than not, if I have to rebuild the raid, I have inconsistent data. I, I end up corrupting data because the raid doesn't build properly. Gotcha. So like I've had enough, I need something that's got a controller in it that will, and you know, I don't want to buy a $5,000 server for this. <laughs> so I went with uh, Synology. I mean, I did buy a eight bay, so it was still two grand for the enclosure. Yeah. And well, and I loaded up with 10 terabytes of drives Ooh. to fill the thing up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, a you know, it's a NAS now. And if the, if the server stops getting data for whatever reason, the NAS doesn't go offline. Yep. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah I, I've heard good things about Synologies. Um, one thing to be careful of is they do tend to like to throw all kinds of services onto those. Mm -hmm. You want to be sure to just turn off whatever you don't need. Yeah. Right. And if I don't know if Synology has the option to uninstall stuff that you don't need to remove them. But if there's, you know, servers like if you can remove the FTP daemon from it, you want to do that, mm -hmm. for example, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff because I know is them not who's the other big NAS vendor that throws everything. Um, there's Buffalo, but no. I don't. They're not bad. Um, no, another, there's another one that, um, again, not bad. They've got, you know, they're really super popular. Ah, they've got a terrible security track record, though. Um, <laughs> and, and again, like they throw everything and the kitchen sink mm -hmm. at you when you buy these things. And all these services are on. Mm -hmm. And people sometimes, and I think I'm pretty sure last, if I recall correctly, they had like uh, universal plug and play enabled. So mm -hmm. they would just expose themselves to the internet on your That's behalf right. without you having to do anything. Um, ah, who am I thinking of? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to Google this. Hang on. Yeah. Other... I'm going to have to go back in there and make sure I'm not advertising because it's, it's behind my firewall and it's, it doesn't have any port openings to it, but if it punctures its own way out, I have a hole to it. Yep. <laughs> It's not QNAP. Is it QNAP? QNAP. QNAP. That must be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. QNAP. Yeah. We found those. I remember we found one of those at the hospital in my first, well, it was like my first month there. And this thing had, was like talking to countries all over the place. And this guy, this researcher had gotten it, plugged it into the hospital network and was just let it talk broadcast out. And it ran its own BitTorrent um, awesome. uh, client and mirror. So mm -hmm. he was mirroring. So he had all, you know, tra tra traffic from like all over the world coming in because he was seeding, uh, you know, BitTorrent feeds and stuff. Sure. And it was like, this was in the, you know, just goes to show how far we've gotten, you know, with them and their operations over the last few years. Like this is before NAC, not NAS, but NAC network access control. Mm -hmm. So now he could do that. He can plug that in, but ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So, but that was, um, yeah, I remember those days, but yeah, QNAP, they've got, um, they've had some issues. They've had some issues with security. So mm -hmm. just be careful with those. Yeah. So I'm going to have to review, review that now that you say that just to make sure I don't have any major issues. Yep. Because I don't want to. 
I don't even want it shared on my land to anything other than SMB. <laughs> now I did turn FTP on because I planned on maybe being able to FTP to it, mm -hmm. but um, I'm a, I'll look at that. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're going to use it, but hopefully it would use, it would support SCP. SCP? So yeah. Secure copy. Oh, okay. It goes to FTP. Yeah. I like FTP on the, on the LAN, not, not from the internet, but from the LAN. I don't, I don't care for it. I'd much rather use SCP all around. So it's, look, look into it. If your thing supports SCP, mm -hmm. um, it's generally, I find it usually easier. It's basically it's copy over SSH, mm -hmm. right? So it's going to be more secure. It doesn't use the multiple the control channel and the data channel that FTP does. So it's mm -hmm. simpler in that respect, even though it's encrypting the traffic. Mm -hmm. um, but if you do have to go through firewalls and stuff, uh, SCP is a lot easier too. FTP going through firewalls is just a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. um, so just, just keep that in mind. Yeah. So, but yeah, secure everywhere, secure it by default. Secure. My, that's my advice. <laughs> Because that way you won't accidentally switch to insecure channels when you don't mean to, right? Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Ah, right. So what's your schedule like these days? My schedule, um, pretty busy. Um, calendar keeps me busy. Why do you, you know, ask? Well, I had meant to talk about this a couple of weeks ago, but I recently consolidated my schedule. How did with, how'd you do that? How'd I do that? Well, <laughs> so what was going on for a while was um, I was teaching a private yoga lesson on a Sunday, uh, private yoga lessons on Mondays and Thursdays. Mm -hmm. And then I started teaching in studio on Thursdays. And I was teaching, and then I took on an in studio class on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And then um, start, you know, work with the hospital contract was pretty busy. And then my virtual CISO gig for one of my clients was getting pretty busy. And I was just like, I don't have time to breathe. Oh, this mm -hmm. is ridiculous. I need to change something. So one thing I did is I consolidated all of my private yoga lessons into a, what I call small group or semi-private class on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. And so then, um, and what I'm trying to do is perform all of my consulting work Mondays through Thursdays. So as a result, Fridays are now pretty open. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing I did is I just kind of like jammed it all together yeah. to try to get it out of the way. So ideally, I might be back to a four day work week again, ish. Ish. All ish. right. So um, usually I have like maybe one or two calls on a Friday and that's mm -hmm. about it. So that's, that's my, that's my goal. I essentially just tried to schedule everything and jam it all in there and, and keep Fridays semi-sacred, you know, not, not really sacred, but <laughs> kind of important, you know? Yeah. So. But yeah. we're going to see how that goes because um, the I'm going to, well, it's one of the things I'll be talking with my coach today about the, the ultra marathon plan is going to require some time every day. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to have to dig back into that Friday schedule from time to time or, you know, like borrow some of that time and scatter it again throughout the week. But that's mm -hmm. one of the nice things about, you know, the gigs that I have right now is I have the flexibility that I can do that. So yep. You know, work a little extra, put in a little extra at night to make up for it, something like that. So, mm -hmm. Cool. So we, yeah. So you're talking about the marathon in six weeks. So half. we start half marathon. Half marathon. It, it, it's a marathon. What's a, what's a half marathon between friends? <laughs> 13.1 miles. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, CrossFit Open starts up in like four weeks. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've done these before. I have. Um, yeah. And the, you know, I'm, I'm at the age where I still have to do the same workouts as the 20 some year olds do. And my, my class is the 5am class. 
And so we've got some pretty good athletes in there. And the way that we do the competitions between the other classes is we take the scores of the top five athletes. Okay. Well, my score is not going to be in the top five of, yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I've got like seven or eight, 20 and 30 year olds in there who should be faster than me. I mean, I'm stronger than them, but mm -hmm. they're faster than me, but my back's older. I'm, my knees are slower and you know, I'm doing the workout. So it's like, it's kind of like, man, that's kind of demotivating when only the top five, we need to have like, okay, the top five of the whole class. And then we need to do, I should be able to beat, beat the guys who are my age. <laughs> I mean, you'd like to think that, right? Yeah. <laughs> what if you're like, you know, what if the guys that are your age are a bunch of competitive, you know, Oh yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever stuff, yeah. you know, not, well, and there not, are, there are some, so I wouldn't yeah. be. I wouldn't be top of the line on that, but I would be pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to think about like when I started practicing Krav Maga, um, which was like, Oh wow. That was like 10 years ago when I was really doing it. I remember going for my first belt test there and I was paired up with a guy who was 20 years, 20 years old. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm sparring. I'm going toe to toe doing self-defense and takedowns with this guy who's half my age. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know? So yeah. there we go. Well, yeah. we'll see though. Cause this is uh, this, this, this coming up, this, this next race will be my first one in my next age bracket, Uh huh. <laughs> which means I should be doing really good. Right. Cause I'll be should the be. youngest in my bracket. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that yeah. works that way. <laughs> yeah. So the good, well, so I might not do well in our class versus classes, mm -hmm. but I still compete against everybody in the world. Got so it. I can see where I rank in the world yep. with other, other men, my age. So I can still do my best effort for see where I fit in. I like to be at least at the front third. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's like, I, you know, I forget I was, where I was, I didn't even, I don't even remember where I was in the marathon, where I placed in my age bracket. It, it wasn't impressive, you know, at least mm -hmm. I wasn't impressed by it. Um, which was why my primary goal was just to finish, <laughs> so, so, which I did. Yay. Yeah. So. Oh, brother. All right. What else we got? So we, we, uh, did we talk about a word telling that we didn't talk about that? You want no. to talk about that? That was yeah. Silliness. I thought that was pretty funny because uh, <laughs> this came out. I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. So we took last week off because of you know reasons. Um, uh, the lady in the tube uh, <laughs> challenged a girl to touch the live uh, uh, live power plug with a penny. So you like expose the the wires, like the two live wires in an outlet, and short it with a penny. Apparently, this is like a TikTok challenge or something like that. Mm -hmm. that, that that stupid people are doing. Yeah. Um, I forget what, what it was. We've, we've got to call up the link here. It was on BBC uh, that reported it. The BBC. Uh, like, oh, she said, yes. So the girl asked uh, the lady in the tube from Amazon to give me a challenge to do. And so a word searched and found that, hey, some people are challenging the other friends to this. And so she did it. Um, which is funny because like I asked the other day, uh, I was making, I had some smoked salmon that I had bought a while ago <laughs> and I had to eat and I didn't have, you know, I like salmon, bagel, lox, cream cheese. I didn't mm -hmm. have any cream cheese. And so I said, uh, but I did have sour cream and it's relatively thick sour cream. And so I asked the lady in the tube is sour cream, a substitute for cream cheese, mm -hmm. right? And she says, I found this. And she found some recipe that said substitute cream cheese with four <laughs> ounces of sour cream. <laughs> All right, there you go. Why so, I used, so I, instead of having a bagel and salmon, I had a, I had a, you know, salmon, some pita bread and four ounces of sour cream because mm -hmm. the recipe said a word in the tome, a word lady in the tube said four ounces. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of these answers that you get from there are 
need to be reviewed. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't help but think when I heard about that of um, when uh, Siri was first introduced, you could ask her, um, where can I hide a body? <laughs> And it used to, you know, say like back in, this was back in the early Siri days where she had this funny voice that sounded very mechanical. And it was like, you know, like what sort of facility are you looking for? Swamps, uh, uh, what was it? Swamps, metal refineries, mines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got to throw those in the show notes. That was, that was a bit of a flash flashback. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I read the news article when you sent it to me and, and of course they were, you know, advising, do not do this, obviously. Um, and there were medical people that talked about somebody loot, you know, caution, you could lose limbs and like, well, I know, I mean, obviously getting electrocuted is bad, but I mean, 110 volts, the problem with 110 volts, is it won't kick you off. So you could be stuck holding, you know, cause it causes your muscles to constrict. So if you're holding that penny, you could hold it even tighter instead of being able to let loose. So that's where people, yeah, can really like when you grab onto an electric fence. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So, but they were talking about people losing their arms and I was like, how did they accomplish that? I mean, I, I guess they would have had to, held on to it and it burned them. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that yeah. sounds awful. I mean, don't play yeah. with electricity. <laughs> don't play with electricity unless you're a licensed electrician. Even then you, <laughs> you respect the electricity. <laughs> on that note, um, I have to make a trip over to my tenant's place because the Nest thermostat that is there mm-hmm. is reporting uh, that one of the wires is not connected. Now this has been in place, same thermostat. It's been in place since I installed it in 2015. And I went there and I pulled the thermostat, reseated the wire that supposedly is not connected, went into the furnace room itself, looked at all the wires I could find. Everything looked like it was connected. Mm -hmm. So I have two options. One is I could do a like-for-like replacement. So find another second-generation Nest thermostat, Mm -hmm. pull it out, swap in another one, see if the problem goes away, in which case the thermostat itself is faulty. Mm-hmm. Or I've got this old school Honeywell, stupid programmable thermostat that I can just slap <laughs> on the wall. And I'm like, if I had another Nest second gen, same one. And, and I know someone who just bought a, an Ecobee, just like I did. And she's just looking for an excuse to do it. She says, the Ecobee is just sitting here on the dining room table. So, you know, it's like, so it's kind of like I go over to her place with a bottle of wine, help her install that as a nudge. I get a nest. Yeah. I go back to my, my tenant's place and just pull and, you know, swap in. Maybe the problem goes away, Mm -hmm. but if it doesn't, then I have to replace it with the other thermostat. And if that doesn't work, then I have to call an electrician. Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) And it's like, can I just send the electrician to begin with? Yeah, let's just start with the electrician. <laughs> but here's the problem. What if it's a bad thermostat? Yeah. Then I've yeah. sent an electrician to swap out a thermostat. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you I, can't win. <laughs> yeah, you got to swap the thermostat at least at least one step on that. And, and then you call the electrician because yep. could have had a mouse to a wire. You know, I, I hear people talk about that, but it does happen. <laughs> and here's the funny thing. Um, it's been some of the coldest nights of the year this past week. The thermostat is still working. They just, they can't change it, but apparently they never like really programmed it. They just have it on off and it's been on this whole time because it's been cold. So luckily it's not like the thermostat completely died. They're still, they still have heat and they're comfortable. So thank goodness it wasn't an, an emergency this time. It's not like, Uh, the last two times when the air conditioning died in the middle of the hottest week of the year. Oh yeah. Good times. So why is it that (laughs) literally twice we've had serious HVAC problems. It was the hottest week of the year. And this time there's a problem with the heat related to the thermostat and it's the coldest weeks of the year. (laughs) Maybe it's the strain. 
Must be the strain on the because th the thermostat works so much harder when it's hot <laughs> and cold, right? <laughs> oh, brother. All right. I think that's about all I've got at the moment. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. We do have uh, something exciting coming up where. <gasps> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> we are bearing the lines or. Uh, what's the what was the other way we blurring the beers blurring the beers <laughs> yes yes we are <laughs> i don't get it adam what are you talking about we are podcasting with scott wilsey next week who we is our co-host of beer with friends friends with blurs friends with beers blurs <laughs> that is correct yes <laughs> so my good friend and friend of the show scott wilsey uh, and i have for the last few months had the friends with beers uh, podcast and uh, we will be doing our first crossover episode it's so, like a csi or it, uh... <laughs> sure let's go with that i don't watch CSI, so i'll take it though we'll take it ncis ncis beers <laughs> i like it i like it a lot <laughs> so that will be fun so you'll be able to find that on both um and for that reason i haven't been talking about beer as much on this podcast because i usually talk about it on the other podcast with scott mm -hmm. but uh finally i get the the two of you to collaborate on a podcast so this will this should mm -hmm. be fun this will be yeah. fun and i don't know if we have topics just yet but um I'm sure that Scott will uh, get on our case about the audio quality of this show. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have to, we'll have to do better. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and also he might be uh, able, if you're willing to show you how to really use an iPad. Oh, okay. Right? Cool. So bring your iPad, bring your beer, uh, listener, bring your iPad and your beer. If you want, you can drink along <laughs> and play along with us too. I think it'll be fun for everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on that note, should we wrap it up? I think well, you, oh, you wait, have a, we had a nifty. nifty. You yeah, had a nifty. yours was well, I, first. Yeah, so I had a nifty from from last week. So I bought last well, no, I didn't buy. I got for Christmas last year a selfie spin three sixty, and it is a little plastic con contraption that kind of looks like a boomerang with a string and the end of a jump rope with a ball bearing that makes it fling around real nicely and you attach your um your uh, gopro to it you attach your gopro to it you put it on video high frames per second and then you spin the thing around your head like a lasso and, and it records you it records 360 all the way around you and you can make some pretty cool interesting videos like we went to a waterfall and i was on the edge of the waterfall running it around me um i did it in the snow you know so you can see the snowflakes and it's kind of cool plus but you slow it way down so you bring it down to like 120th and so yeah so it's going slow around you and you see like a water drip that's going <laughs> so it's pretty cool I that posted, was pretty cool. I posted some of the uh, videos on Facebook, but you don't see Facebook. But <laughs> I'll send but you, you sent one. me. You sent one at least one or two directly to me, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, kind of cool." Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a kind of a niche thing. Yep. You know, some people do that for for weddings, and one cool another cool thing I've seen people do is like have those um, the smoke that is like colored smoke people do them at baby reveals and they hold the smoke in their hand and spin around and it, it looks pretty cool the, but uh pull a baby out of the smoke or something <laughs> Look, yeah. baby. it's a baby <laughs> <laughs> okay the, the gender reveals like i mean that's a big thing now <laughs> they they keep it to themselves and then have a party and reveal the gender of the baby I guess that's something. Uh, so as if, as I understand it, like the the it, it's a big thing. I guess the origins were in in Asia, um, in Asian culture, where like the babies aren't even like brought out in public for like the first year or so. Mm -hmm. um, and I as, as as I'm completely speaking from what I've you know been told. I don't know if there's any truth to this, but I guess the big thing was like. Um, 
because child mortality rates used to be way higher than they are now. Mm -hmm. So it was like a bad luck thing slash shelter the child thing, keep them, you know, protected and stuff before you even admit that you had a child kind of thing, you know, before you bring it out. So, so now we have to shelter and protect their genders as well. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just a thing to, for people to be excited about babies and, or whatever. Yeah. But there, there are different cultural norms for that, for naming the child. Sometimes it's two weeks out. Sometimes it's, it's longer. Like I said, sometimes people want to like meet the child and then put the name that goes with them. And so there's lots of different reasons why people could do that. Like when we had our girls, we didn't, we didn't find out what the gender was before. So we wanted to be surprised, but we had a boy and a girl name. So (laughs) one way or another, we had a name. (laughs) We have a name. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So, All right. Well, on that note, have we covered everything? We've covered everything. I think we've covered everything. We that's it. We don't need to podcast anymore. We've covered everything. We're done. <laughs> Until next week. Oh, right. Got it. All right. Well, on that note, if uh, you, dear listener, would like to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. Adam is on Twitter at, at sublimecomp.com. I'm on Twitter at Nicolaitis or at ParadigmaCC. So we've both got lots of websites. Just start at blurringthelines.com. You can find us there and you'll soon find links to our friends at our friend, our other friend at friends with beer and the beers that the friends drink. So yeah. that'll be fun too. And now that Scott has all of that squared away and just dialed everything in, I'm going to have to have him had a guest friends tab to the friends with beer side. <laughs> and as he's listening to this right now, I'm sure he's going like, ah, <laughs> Dang it, Peter. Darn you. (laughs) (laughs) But on that note, um, yeah, I think it's about time that you, Adam, hit the big red button. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.